Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 6 of Spearhead Sundays. I hope you are having a shit one. And I apologise because this is not out on Sunday. Fuck, that's two weeks in a row we were a day late. Really sorry about that, guys. I had some fucking issues with iTunes. I, I, I think I think they had some issues with um, the, the thumbnail or whatever, like... Or the, the content or some swearing. I don't know what the fuck their issue was, but it wasn't uploading correctly. But it's we've got in contact with iTunes support and it's all fixed now. So there'll be no more late podcasts. I'm going to start recording them on probably Friday as well. Just to give us a bit of a buffer to fuck up and still get it out on Sunday. So uh, moving forward, Spearhead Sundays <laughs> will actually happen on Sundays. How fucking good is that? So... Yeah, I hope you guys are having a shit one, um, because, man, Valentine's Day happened, didn't it? Fucking Valentine's Day. How, how shit is that holiday for everybody who doesn't have a girlfriend? I have a girlfriend, um, I had a pretty, I had a pretty fucking great Valentine's Day, actually. Um, we decided not really to get anything for each other, right? We just decided to make a mutual purchase that we will both enjoy. We went to EB Games and got Diablo 3, so we're going to play that shit. It looks like looks like a lot of fun, man. Diablo 3 looks like a real proper two-player co-op game. I'm very excited to play it with her. Problem is, fucking, I can't, I can't play it by myself. Like, I really, I'm looking at the game now. It's still in the fucking plastic. Like, in here, it's still in the plastic. I'm just like, ah, oh, I could totally just Play it by myself while she's at work. That'd be great. Yeah, because, you know, Valentine's Day, it's an expensive fucking holiday, isn't it? Like, you, you, they want you to spend a lot of money. I remember I was walking in the city to pick uh, Jazz up from work, um, and <laughs> it was the day before Valentine's Day, and there was this guy on the street selling roses the day before Valentine's Day for $5. I'm like, wow, that's so cheap. I've never seen roses. And they're really nice, like Valentine's Day roses for $5. Then, the next day, I was in the city to pick her up, pick her up from work again. The same dude was in the same place with the same roses, but it was on Valentine's Day, and there were 15 fucking dollars. What a genius that guy is. He was getting, he got all of the cheap, all the cheap cunts who don't want to pay $15 for roses. So they paid five. And then he got all of the dumb cunts who didn't buy the $5 roses like me and charged them $15 out the ass because they were late. That's great. What a great business model ripping cunts off on Valentine's Day. That's like a, that's a whole, there's a whole market in that shit now, isn't there guys? Um, but I saw, I saw Deadpool. Man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it. Don't worry. I'm not gonna fucking spoil the end of the movie. But fucking Deadpool was probably the, it's the best movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. That's amazing. If you if you're a fan of the Deadpool comics, please go and see that movie. Even if you're not a fan of Deadpool comics, go and see it. It's the funniest movie I think I've ever seen, and it wasn't even really a t intended to be a comedy. It's, it was amazing, like the whole audience, everybody in the cinema was laughing again and again throughout the entire movie. I've never heard that in a cinema, even when I go and see a comedy. Because you know when you see a comedy, and the trailer looks fucking so funny, but then that's the, you, you see the movie, and you understand that's the only funny parts were in the trailer, and you don't laugh at them, because you don't, you don't, you know, you've seen them before. 
that's probably the the best thing about that movie is it was just funny and punchy the entire way through it was r18 it was violent there was swearing and sex and tits and dismemberment it was amazing probably one of the best movies i've ever seen i left that cinema just absolutely thrilled like i wanna i wanna be on a movie like that i wanna work and make a movie like that i just left feeling inspired um and everybody clearly really really enjoyed it i've never heard uh, a cinema full of people laugh like that consistently throughout a movie. It, it was like I was at a stand-up comedian's show, like a good stand-up comic show. People were just laughing and laughing. It's probably the best movie I've ever fucking seen in my life, and I'm so happy I'm seeing it. I'm going to go see it again, because why the fuck not? I think the best thing, the, the best thing about having, about not having a job that you have to do is just seeing movies whenever the fuck you want. Like, you can just be like, oh, you know, it's, it's, uh, fucking 3pm on a Wednesday, I'm gonna see a fucking movie, and you can just go and see it. No, the best thing is about having lunch whenever you want, and, and taking as long as you need to eat your food. Because the last job I had, I worked at Village Cinemas, and they had a 10 minute fucking lunch break. 10 minutes. 10 minutes, which is a ridiculous amount of time, right? 10 minutes, that gives you exactly enough time to get off the phones, pack up your stuff, leave the office, place an order for some food, wait five minutes for the food to arrive, get your food, wait three minutes for the food to cool down, and then throw it in the fucking bin, and then go back to work, and you're still late, and you get reprimanded. So that's, that's, uh... I don't know, 10, 10 minute breaks, I don't understand that shit, um, I thought, I thought 15 minutes was, you had to give employees 15 minutes, I thought that was like a legal requirement, but I guess not, um, <laughs> it was a bit like fucking slave labor there, um, but man, after the Deadpool movie, cause what, Valentine's Day, that was Sunday night, and we were at, uh, South Yarra on Chapel Street, uh, in, uh, Victoria, uh, and fuck, it was the funniest thing, because we got out at like midnight, uh, and we got out of the cinema at midnight, and then we had to drive down Chapel Street, so we saw all of the drunk fucking shenanigans, girls in extremely short dresses falling over in high heels that they can't walk in, and guys just yelling and being, trying to be fucking macho, but it really, they're just pissed and they hate themselves. It's the funniest fucking thing driving down that street, I swear. And I, I like, in... I had one of the most amazing experiences on Chapel Street that night. I saw an explosion of drunk behavior that was just amazing. So we're driving really slow because the traffic is always slow because everyone's trying not to fucking hit people because they all cross the roads like drunk idiots. So everyone's driving really slow. So you can, it's like, it's like a safari driving down Chapel Street at night. It's like a safari. You can see all of these dangerous idiots walking around and, and preying on girls. It's like, it's, it's amazing. It's like National Geographic shit. The only thing missing is David Attenborough talking. Uh, as you can see, uh, there is a extremely violent, drunken Arabic man yelling at a girl who he wants to fuck. And you can see the girl who he wants to fuck is yelling back at the Arabic man and he's about to punch her in the face. <laughs> so you see all that kind of shit. But I, this actually happened, okay? So we're driving down Chapel Street, and there's this 40-year-old dude who's fucking absolutely smashed. He's so pissed. He's trying to ride his bike 
down the street, right? He's riding it down the street and he's swerving everywhere. And then he kind of stumbles and he has to get off the bike to cross the road. So there's, and then there's two Indian guys who had looked dead sober, just walking behind him, trying to stay out of his way. And so the guy gets back on his bike, goes down a slope onto the road and then completely swerves and fucking stacks it. And then has to like stumble towards the Indian men because he's been thrown off his bike and he's trying not to not to fall over. So he fall, he falls off the bike and then runs and then is face to face with these two Indian guys who are just like, whoa, what's going on? Not laughing at the guy. I was fucking pissing myself from the car. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And then he falls off the car and you can see he falls off the bike and he, he's face to face with these two Indian guys and you can see that, that he's really drunk and really embarrassed and because he's drunk, that embarrassment, he doesn't know what to do with his embarrassment. So he's just like, ah, I'm going to just turn this embarrassment into fucking anger. And then he starts yelling at these two Indian guys. And they're like, oh, what? What's going on, man? I don't like you fell off your bike and now you're just yelling at me. Like, what's going on? And he's yelling at them. And then he punches the guy in the face like the shittest punch I've ever seen. An extremely drunk punch. Like, I just fell off my bike, and you saw it, and now I'm embarrassed, so... Yeah, fuck you! And then he punches the Indian guy, and the guy just, like, goes, Whoa, what the fuck? And, and steps back, exits himself from the scenario, and then the drunk guy gets back on his bicycle, and swerves away, and just, dry, and just rides the bike away. It was the most fucked thing I've ever seen. And then, five seconds after that happened... Behind our car, we hear this massive fucking bang and people start screaming. Some girl has been hit by a car and then everyone's yelling and screaming and surrounding. Oh my God, I've been hit by a car. These two Indian blokes, like this guy's been punched in the face and he's, he's yelling at his friend who didn't do anything for this drunk guy they could have easily handled and then there's this girl behind us who's been hit by a car everyone's freaking out and i'm just laughing going man what a great fucking movie deadpool was <laughs> i don't know it was the craziest shit that i've ever seen on chapel street and i'm very very glad that i was there to witness it <laughs> but speaking of movies i read this fucking article i read this thing about uh, the the actor the actor from Game of Thrones who plays that little cunt. I haven't seen Game of Thrones or read the books. Who's that little fucking, that little rapist cunt who everyone just hated? Uh, uh, what's his name? Ah, uh, Joff, King Joffrey? Was that his name? I don't fucking remember. King Joffrey, he looked like a, the dude looked like a 12-year-old meth addict with a crown. Um, and I, I just looked up the guy, uh, Jack Gleason. I just looked it up now. Jack Gleason, who played fucking Joffrey Baratheon in Game of Thrones, or what? I don't know anything about fucking Game of Thrones. You don't, you don't listen to this for me to say researched opinions or anything like that. I hope. Um, anyway, so I read that this this guy, the character's dead. Spoilers. I don't know. Um, so the character died, so they don't they don't need the actor anymore. Obviously. Um, so after Game of Thrones, this kid. He's 23 years old. He's just retired from acting to pursue a just scholarship shit. He wants to just learn stuff, which he's just, he started acting when he was seven. He's 23 now. And he's just like, yeah, I've fucking had enough. I'm just going to retire. This kind has made that much money that he's just sick of acting and he's going to retire. And now he just studies. He just learns shit. 
He's taking up philosophy. That's a rich cunt thing to do. He's studying philosophy and theology uh, in Dublin. In fucking, what is he doing? Oh no, is he still doing that? What is he doing? Yeah, now he's just, he's retired from acting. Here we go. In 2012, Gleason indicated an intention to retire from acting to pursue an academic career. What is an academic career? What the fuck does an academic do? An academic is just a guy who goes, Yeah, I spent uh, eight years and I got me fucking bit of paper, so now I jump on a current affair and tell you that you're wrong. That's what an academic does. Or he's like, oh, Yeah, I've fucking published a, uh, a paper on uh, something extremely obscure and uh, I researched it well, so everybody, uh, you know, pats me on the back because I'm an academic. Because really, the only people who can be academics are the people who... An academic is a really smart person on Centrelink. That's what they are. They don't have a job. (laughs) That's what an academic is. (laughs) See, I'm definitely not a fucking academic. This guy's probably way smarter than me. But really, he made that much money of Game of Thrones that he just retired at 23 and he's just going to learn shit for the rest of his life. That's amazing. Because when you think about it, Sometimes actors, they make like $20 million out of a movie. $20 million. Let's say a dude is is 30 years old, or 27 years old, okay? So, really, you could expect this guy to live for at least 60 more years. Let's say he gets paid fucking... Where's my calculator? A dude gets paid $20 million for something, and you divide that by 60, 60 years, right? $300,000 for the re- every year for the rest of his life. If he did one movie where he got paid like 20, 20 fucking million dollars, he could live off $300,000 a year, do nothing else for the rest of his life, and he would be totally fucking cool paying himself that amount of money. That's rich forever. If you make $20 million off a movie, you can just fuck hookers and be a rich cunt for the rest of your life, and that's all you have to do. So this guy who's done Game of Thrones, just quit Game of Thrones, quit acting, and now he just fucks hookers all day. That's the life. That's the life, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm incredibly jealous, and fuck him. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think, um, I don't know, what would you do with that amount of money? If you had $20 million, I would, you'd find it hard not to quit. Like, you have that amount of money, you can pay yourself 300 grand a year. $300,000 is so much money. How? What would you even spend that on in a year? $300,000. You can pretty much buy anything. Nothing's really out of reach with $300,000 a year. You could save up for anything. Anything you want to buy, you could pretty much buy with three hundred grand. I don't know what you would do with it. Like, like all the, you see all those actors. No wonder they have those... No wonder they buy ridiculous shit. Like, Tom Cruise gets paid fucking, you know, $15 million for a movie, and he does four movies a year. That's, no wonder he's out there, you know, fucking getting involved with Scientology. There's nothing else to spend your money on. Like, he makes he makes $60 million in a year. Scientology comes around and goes, Yeah, mate, uh, fucking aliens uh, control your emotions, and the world's gonna end... Do you want to give us $10 million because, uh, we'll, so we'll brainwash your kids? Like, what are you going to do? Say no? It's like, ah, oh, I got $10 million. Brainwashing might be, you know, something to do. Better than fucking hookers all day, you know? I bought a few houses. I bought a couple of boats. I might as well, you know, fuck my kids up for 10 mil, you know? 
Scientology my shit up. No wonder they get involved with that shit. You don't see any poor people getting involved with Scientology, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but I've been trying to gig more, guys. I've been trying to do more gigs because my show's coming up. There's only a month and two weeks until my first show in uh, Melbourne, so I'm very, very fucking excited. The other day, um, I, I figured out the order of my show, and now it's just a, a matter of making sure every joke flows nicely into the other one, and I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, to start performing it. Sydney, I'm hoping will be on sale this week. Melbourne's on sale already, lewspears.com slash gigs. Sydney, I'm pretty fucking sure will be on sale this week. The same with Perth and Brisbane. It's looking like they're going to be locked in. I'm just, uh, you know, figuring out the final fucking things of how much it's going to cost and what I, what equipment I need and everything like that. So it's just uh, it's just like the tedious back-end stuff, but hopefully it will be on sale um, this week. So the pre-sale... Uh, for everybody interstate will happen on my mailing list. If you're not on my mailing list, get on there because I'm only doing one show in uh, in all of the other states. It's not like Melbourne. I'm doing 12 in Melbourne, but I'm only doing one in every other state. So they, you know, they will sell out. Last year they all sold out, and I'm not I'm not doing bigger theaters this year. So I'm bigger, but I'm doing the same size uh, theaters. So I would. Really recommend getting on a pre-sale if you want to get tickets to that. So the to get on the pre-sale on the mailing list, it's lewspears.com slash gig list. G-I-G list. What? Huh? Lewspears.com slash gig list. Fucking listen. You idiot. Um, so that's a really good way to support the shit that I'm doing is coming to see a show. If you're listening to this and you can't see a show, like you're from, a, you know, from outer space or America, same shit, you can support the show on Patreon. Um, so Patreon has made a massive, massive difference to the amount of content I can put out there. So thank you very much to everybody who supported me on there. Uh, just search Lewis on Patreon, Lewis Spears on Patreon. Don't support any Lewis on Patreon. Try and get the right Lewis. Because uh, then you just be throwing your money away on some cunt who draws hentai. Yeah, do you know how many people draw fucking hentai on Patreon? There's there's literally some of the highest earners on Patreon just draw chicks with dicks fucking dragons. It's the craziest shit. Like I I looked up the when I first started my Patreon, I wanted to see the highest earners on Patreon so I could you know see the best way to do it. And they all fucking they're all hentai drawers. Like, if you, if you support these people on Patreon, they pump out fucking pictures of chicks with dicks and anime girls getting fucked by werewolves every single week. So I guess, you know, I guess if you're really into that stuff, there, there really is nowhere to go to get that kind of stuff. Hey, you, you kind of have to support these freaks on Patreon who are really good at drawing cocks. Could you imagine if that was your job? I'm not even kidding, guys. There's somebody on Patreon earning $40,000 a month and they draw hentai. 40,000, what's that, like, half a million dollars a year almost, and they draw, like, fucking porn. That's their job. Like, imagine walking into a nightclub, and you're decked down, and you've got fucking gold chains on, you're wearing a Rolex, you've got a bag full of cocaine, surrounded by women, and some guy goes, wow, man, you're so successful, what's the key to your success? And then he just pulls out a notepad and draws like a girl with a huge cock shooting a load over a village full of goblins. And he'd be like, that's, that's what I do. That's how you do it, man. Just get really good at drawing cocks. That's how I made my fortune. Cocks. Cocks on the page, mate. <laughs> you know, I read my favorite article. I love homophobic, homophobic people. 
I don't like homophobia, but homophobic people, I love them. They're so funny to me, man. They're so fucking hilarious. Let me find this article. I'm just going to pause this for a second. I need to find this article that I read of my favorite homophobic politician at the moment. Let me find it. Okay, see, that took me fucking half an hour, but uh, through the magic of the internet and editing, uh, it only took, you know, half a second for you guys, but uh, that took me half an hour. Okay, I read this. This happened this week, okay? <laughs> Here's the headline. National MP Andrew Broad under fire after likening same-sex relations to rams in a paddock. <laughs> so this guy's part of the Nationals Party, Nationals Australia, I don't know. Anybody who's like, yeah, I really fucking like Australia, they're probably homophobic. So good on him. Um, here we go, what did he say? It was fucking really funny. Okay. After defending the federal government's plan to put the same-sex marriage issue to a pleb... Plebiscite? Plebiscite? What's a plebiscite? That's... I don't understand what a plebiscite... A plebiscite. Now I gotta fucking Google that. Man, I'm so dumb. I don't know anything. Plebiscite. People people always ask me to comment on fucking uh, Australian politics, but I don't know anything about it. Okay, plebiscite... Okay, so it's just people. Normal people to vote on it. Plebiscite's a really cool thing. What an insulting word. Ah, just get the fucking plebs to vote on that shit, eh? I don't want fags to marry. Get the pleb. Get the. Let's ask a whole bunch of uh, homophobic, homophobic fucking people to vote on it, and then we'll see if uh, fags can get married, eh? All right, so here we go. Member for Mailey Andrew Broad made an analogy in an interview with a local paper, Sun Razor Daily, published in last Saturday's Feb Six edition. All right, so this is what the guy said. This is what. <laughs> I think a bicycle is not a tricycle and relationships can have different names. I can put the rams in a paddock and they might mount one another, but no lambs will come out. That's, that's, <laughs> why don't, why, why say that man? Why don't you just say, I hate faggots. I don't want them to get married. Why don't you just say that? Instead of saying, I think a bicycle is not a tricycle. What the fuck does that even mean? That's the most confusing homophobic statement I've ever heard in my life. Why can't you just be upfront about it and say you don't like fags? Why can't you just say, uh, when, when gay people put their dicks in each other, I just don't like it. Why don't you just say that, man? You probably feel a lot better uh, in instead of saying... I can put rams in a panic and they might mount one another, but no lambs will come out. Yeah, obviously not, bro. That's uh, basic biology. When two dudes fuck each other, they don't make babies. Good on you. But what does that have to do with letting them marry each other? Just say, I don't like gays, so I don't like gay marriage. That'd be so much easier. You wouldn't have to dance around it. And then we would know what kind of person you are. Why can't politicians just be more upfront? This is why I like Donald Trump, man. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with all of the shit that Donald Trump is saying. I don't really know all of the shit that Donald Trump is saying, or any of the other American politicians for that fact. But I like how he says it. At least he's up front. You know, he goes up there for a rally. He gets on his podium, and he goes, Attention, everybody. I am a fucking psycho. I am insane. I am fucked in the brain. And I am a fucking psycho. And then, if everybody goes, you know what? He's a fucking psycho. I like psychos. I'm going to vote for a psycho. And then he goes into parliament and he's like, I am a fucking psycho. At least you got what you wanted. You know what? You got exactly what you voted for. 
You know, you get all these other politicians who just, you know, say weird shit. They just say, they just pretty much hide who they are. You vote for them and then they get in parliament and they go, Ha! Joke's on you. Tricked you, cunts. I'm actually a psycho. That's not what I voted for. You feel ripped off. At least Donald Trump goes out there and says, I'm Donald Trump, this is what I believe, and if you don't like it, fuck you, because I'm very rich and I pay for all my own shit. I think that's great. Good on Donald Trump for at least being true to himself, so that people can look at him and decide whether or not they like him, and then fucking vote accordingly. All these other politicians go out there and they just pretend to be somebody they're not, or just appeal to the masses. At least old Donald Trump is going out there and going, Hey! I'm fucked in the head! You should vote for me! So that everybody else who's voted fucked in the head can vote for him without fear of, of... Like, imagine if Donald Trump, right, he got... he After doing everything that he's been doing, went into the office, right? He got voted in as President of the United States, and all of a sudden, he started being really nice. Like, he was, the, he was just really nice. He really cared about poor people and immigrants. You'd feel ripped off, right? You'd be, like, I think even the people who hated Donald Trump would be like, ah, I thought he was going to be a racist. What's going on? All of the people who voted for him would be like, ah, what? I thought he was going to be a racist. What's going on? Why is he being all nice? You'd feel ripped off. So at least old Donald Trump is, uh, is uh, being upfront about it. So look, if there's any advice I can give to this politician, is if you're homophobic, just say you hate fags. It'd be so much better, man. It'd be less confusing for all of us. Instead of saying, I don't think a bicycle is a tricycle, what does that mean? Just say, I don't like when gay people are gay. So, uh, that's it. Like, that's all you got to say, man. <laughs> Alright guys, let's get on to the questions for this week. Uh, let's get on to the questions. So, if you want to email a question for me to answer, if you need uh, advice about relationships, or your life, or anything that you think I could answer in an entertaining way, shoot an email to contact at lewspears.com. That's contact at lewspears.com. Are you listening? You fucking moron. Are you, what do you mean you're not listening? I said contact at You're going to send it? Write it down. Contact at lewspears.com. That's right. Sorry about that, guys. He just wasn't fucking listening. <laughs> All right, so the first email. <clears throat> All right. Hey, Lewis, been listening to your podcast. Congrats on 100k subs. Thank you very much, man. Uh, you can refer to me as Foti, WOG name. Okay, so apparently it's a... Uh, man, I hope that I hope that's not like the, the, the Italian equivalent of nigger and you're just getting me to call you that, man. I'm going to get in trouble. Foti, all right. Anyway, I'm 19 years old. I really like meeting new people and more importantly, girls. But my problem is I can't make small talk. It's not that I'm bad at it, I just don't like it. I hate making conversation for the sake of it. You should know I'm a think tank kind of guy and I overthink things before I even walk up to people which almost always ends up bad for me. I was wondering if you have any tips to help with this. Uh, I hate to break it to you, Fody, but small talk is the only kind of talk that you can do with girls. <laughs> What do you want to go up to them and be like, yeah, hey, nice to meet you. Do you want to talk about politics and the state of the world and economics? No, girls don't want to talk about that. They want you to take control and be like, hey, uh, I'm going to talk to you about absolutely nothing and also subtly imply that I want to put my penis inside you. And if you're in interested, you'll reciprocate this conversation and maybe in a couple of days, I will put my penis inside you. That's what girls appreciate, man. You're just going to be up front. 
You just gotta, if you want to talk to girls, if you want to get a girl to have sex with you, you need to make that clear within the first half an hour, because otherwise she's going to be like, I don't know what this guy wants, so I'm going to put him in this box, uh, this, this friendship box, and he can never get out of it, and that's it. That's, I'm going to put you in this box, because that's what people do. If you can't, if you come up to somebody and they don't understand why you're talking to them, they're going to decide for you, put you in that box, and it's almost impossible to get out of there. So you need to, man, just be confident. You got to fucking stop overthinking it. Stop being a think tank dude, right? So don't just don't go up there. Don't don't plan it. Is what I'm trying to say is don't look at a girl and fucking think for half an hour about what she might be interested in and what she might like to speak about. Just go up there and say, hey, my name's Foti. I like, uh, I like your tits and uh, let's fuck. Maybe don't do that. But just just be upfront, man. You, you got to be confident. You can't let you can't overthink shit because then you come across as somebody who's just not confident. Girls can pick up on that shit within the first five seconds Girls decide whether or not they want to fuck you within 30 seconds, right? They, well, it's not whether or not, it's like whether or not they're going to give you the chance. They don't like look at a guy and then they come up to you. Like, it's not like a guy approaches them and they're like, yes, I'm going to let him fuck me. It's not that, right? A guy will approach, they'll listen to you judgment free for about 15 to 30 seconds. And after 30 seconds, they're either never, ever, ever going to let you fuck them in a million years or they'll give you the chance, maybe it'll happen. So within that 30 seconds, just make a good first impression, be confident, go up to them, don't overthink it, give them a little compliment, say, hey, I like that handbag, is that where you keep your drugs? And a fucking joke, just make a joke, be funny, and they'll pick up on that shit, man. Just, what I'm trying to say is don't overthink it, because people can pick up on that stuff, and it makes them nervous and not comfortable. So there you go, Foti, whatever that means. Um, and, uh... Oh, maybe that actually is your name. And I just bagged it for like two minutes. Well, if that is your name, Foti, that's probably why girls don't want to fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. I'm sure you work it, bro. I'm sure you work it. Next email. <clears throat> hey, Lewis. Fucking love your vids so much. My name is... Oh, I think this guy wanted to be anonymous. Uh, for the sake of the podcast, call me faggot. Because you love that word. Or wankstain. I'm just going to call you faggot stain. Alright. So my best mate's sister is kind of hot. Oh dangerous territory. I have the hots for her. But I'm 99% sure she doesn't feel the same. A pussy slayer like you would know how to hit on chicks. What should I do? What's going on this week? Just all of the virgins tuning into my podcast. Uh, What should I do? How should I ask her out or approach her? Uh, thanks, man. I can't wait until you come to Perth. Ah, appreciate that, uh, f- faggot stain. Catch you later, cunt. All right, cool, bro. Um, okay, so I'm a little bit confused about what you want. So you want to, you just said you're, you're 99% sure she doesn't like you, but you're going to try and hit on her anyway. Man, I'm pretty sure uh, your only option left is rape. <laughs> Um, I don't know, man, if, 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 uh, you've, I don't know if you've given it a shot or not, like, it's a bit of a hard situation, like, it's your mate's sister, so you can't really be too strong, because your friend is gonna be like, hey, my sister's just not interested, just stop, just fuck off, bro, I think you need to, you need to weigh up how hot this girl is, and how good your relationship with, uh, with your mate is, right, so, cause this kind of thing could ruin the, the friendship you have with her brother, and you don't want you don't want that, right? You don't want to 
You don't want to fuck up that. Never, never let a girl ruin your friendship with another male. Because if if a girl will ruin, if a, if a girl takes control and ruins a friendship, whether it's her brother or somebody that you know or whatever it is, if a girl will willingly ruin your friendship with somebody that you knew before her, she's a bad girl. Stay away from that shit because she's just going to do that to all of your friends. And then before you know it, you're going to be 45, you've got no friends, and then you're in a garage with a gun in your mouth. So don't do that shit, man. Don't fuck up your friendship just to, because a girl is hot. There's so many girls out there. Don't don't just throw good friendships away for girls. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, again, like I said with the other one, if, uh, if you're 99% sure she doesn't feel the same, that sounds like you haven't really given it a go. So just give it a go, man. Next time you're over there with, with, and your mate, get his blessing. Say, hey, is it okay if I try it on with your sister? And if he says yes, go for it, man. And just, just be confident. Like I said with the other dude who can't hit on girls, just be confident, be upfront. Maybe say, hey, I've been seeing you a lot around, you know, at, uh, you know, because I come around to your house a lot. You know, I see you in your in your pajamas and your underwear walking around getting cereal and it just gives me a fucking hard on so I would like to take you out on a date. Maybe don't say that. Maybe just be upfront. Say, hey, I see you around here a lot. I think you're gorgeous. I would love to take you out without your brother. Is that cool? And then she'll say yes or she'll say no and then there you go, man. Give it a go. That's what I can say, faggot stain. Just give it a go. <clears throat> All right. This is a good one. This is one from somebody who has a girlfriend. Okay, so the, the subject line of this email was, Girlfriend is a fucking idiot. Please give me advice. Which is a bloody great, uh, bloody great subject line if I say so. Uh, keep me anonymous, please. Alrighty. Hey, Lewis, my girlfriend thinks that having any small pain is a sign that she's dying. She looks up, why does my chest hurt, and comes to the conclusion that she's having a heart attack. Rather than she just ate a bit too fast. Um, I've taken her to the fucking emergency room three times in the last 30 days and each time they've sent us home within three hours. It's really starting to piss me off and I'm thinking about just ending it all together. Any thoughts would be appreciated. Um, wow, man, that sounds pretty fucking... Some people are just like that, hey. They just think that the world is ending. They just think that they're getting sick all of the time. I know I know people like that. They just, oh, I've got this symptom. I'm going to look it up on WebMD. Oh, no, I've definitely got cancer and I'm going to die in the next two weeks. I don't know, man. Like, I think I think people who, who you know, think that they're sick all the time, it's kind of a pessimistic way to look at things. I think that, I don't know. Obviously, this girl is exaggerating what she, what act what she actually has like she has a chest pain you think it's because she's eating too fast she thinks she's having a heart attack at i assume like 20 which is very unlikely i don't know it sounds like it sounds like she wants you to save her man if you have to take her to the emergency room 3 times in the last 30 days maybe it's more about you taking care of her than her wanting to save her own life a lot of girls will a lot of people it's not just girls will just test relationships and test friendships. How much do you actually care about me? If I tell you I'm having a heart attack and you don't believe me, will you still take me to the hospital just in case because you care about me that much? It sounds a bit like a test, man. It sounds like she's kind of testing you. That's not really a, a healthy relationship. I'm, 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 I don't know how, how, how good your relationship is outside of all this shit. All I have is a paragraph about how she, she goes to the hospital too much and gets you to take her. But it sounds like that she's, 
She's testing you. How much does this guy actually care about me? Will he take me to the hospital even if he doesn't believe that I'm actually sick? And that's kind of a scary thing to be involved with, man. I don't know if you want to be, you know, involved with that kind of shit. So, I don't know, man. Weigh it up yourself. If she, if you're sick of that kind of stuff, that seems like... If you have to take her to the hospital three times in a month and it's all been bullshit every single time, one day she's going to actually be having a heart attack and you're going to go, Ah, you know what? Fuck you. You're fucking pretending. Right? I think you're bullshitting. And then she's going to die, right? And then you're going to be kind of liable for her death and that's going to fuck you up forever. So get the hell out of that situation, man. I think you should get out of that relationship. It doesn't sound very healthy because uh, she doesn't think she's very healthy. <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps it up. That wraps up this week's Spearhead Sundays podcast. Sorry it was a little bit late. Uh, from now on, every single podcast will be out at Sunday around 12 uh, in the uh, afternoon. Also, I'm putting them on the website. Let me know if the website uh, on my website, loosespears.com slash podcast, let me know if you guys like that because I want to make sure that it's uh, good for you guys. So yeah, thank you very much for supporting me on Patreon. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for coming to a show. Uh, I hope you're having a shit one and I'll speak to you next week.